You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by 10,000 or more, visit swiftlysocial.com. Welcome to another episode of the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer. And today I have an amazing nutrition and fitness coach, uh, Esther Avant. Welcome, Esther. I'm so excited to chat with you and hear all about you and your business. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. So tell everybody a little bit about you and what you do. Yeah, so I am, like you said, a personal trainer and nutrition coach, and I work primarily with women's weight loss, Mm -hmm. and I help my clients address, you know, exercising, not even necessarily more, but exercising smarter, being more efficient with their time, making sure that they're making the best of, you know, the time that they do have. We work on making dietary changes, whether it's, you know, for a lot of women eating more or addressing misconceptions that a lot of women have about, you know, what a healthy diet even is, how to go about losing weight safely. We look at mindset, how, you know, the, the scripts that we you know, run through our minds, how those affect us and of our, our limiting beliefs and kind of take that multi-pronged approach to help women lose weight and feel happier, healthier, and more confident, and also still enjoy their lives. That's really the biggest thing to me is that, you know, anybody can lose a bunch of weight and be totally miserable. I want you to lose a healthy amount of weight and be happy. So we figure out, you know, what that looks like for each person. That is so true. So I did a nutrition program back in January with another coach, and that was kind of her approach is really digging into like what your uh, stories are and how that affects your food and like what kind of food stories were in your family and how that that affects you and yeah it was super interesting I had never thought about any of that you know I'm really into mindset work but I had never thought about that in terms of food and body body positivity and body shaming and all that so it was very eye-opening and I think what you're doing is amazing yeah it's interesting that you know at at its base you know people understand like theoretically how to lose weight is okay if I'm not moving much I should move more and if I'm eating crappy processed food I should eat you know more whole food you know people get it you know get that aspect of it but you know knowing and doing are two different things and all that stuff that you talked about is often, you know, the biggest roadblock for people is, you know, it's not that I don't know I shouldn't binge on ice cream after dinner, but I keep doing it and I can't figure out how to change. Um, And sometimes that takes more of that introspective work to figure out like, okay, am I, is this emotional eating? Is it just a habit that I need to replace with a new one? Um, You know, how did I end up here? 
and you know really the key to not just weight loss but weight maintenance is figuring out how to change the stuff that you do every day into something that is more aligned with you know the person you want to be mm -hmm. so let's go backwards how did you get into this profession so I've been doing it for a long time Adam at about 12 and a half years and um, it started when I was in high school and trying to figure out, you know, what to go to college for. Um, I've since realized that I like totally butchered this, but at the time, <laughs> but I thought um, the movie Office Space had come out. And, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And there was a line in it that this is where I get it all, um, you know, out of sorts. But my take on it was whatever you would do if you had a million dollars is what you should do for a job. Mm. Um, and that was when I had first started working out and enjoying the gym. And I was like, well, I guess if I had a bunch of money, I would just work out all day. Um, so I started looking into it. I realized that exercise science was an actual major mm -hmm. and, you know, kind of assumed, okay, I'll go to school for that. And then I'll be a trainer and I'll be at the gym all day and it'll be awesome. I'll be working out. And I got, you know, my first personal training job while I was in college and was like, oh, so... I actually get paid to be at the gym and not work out because I'm too busy with my clients and kind of struggled with figuring out how to stay active, um, you know, with my new job. But it was through that first job that I was at a big commercial gym that I was working with a lot of women and I was also bartending on weekends and I would see a lot of clients come into the bar. I would see them eating and drinking and then kind of come in during the week and be frustrated at their lack of weight loss. And I was like, you know, what's missing is I am not really qualified to be addressing the nutritional component here. And obviously that's an issue is, you know, I know what they're doing in the gym is sound because they're doing it in front of me. Um, and I know that they're consistent, but there's such a big piece missing. Mm -hmm. And that was where I started pursuing nutrition certifications and getting more into the psychological aspect of behavior change and things like that to make myself more well-rounded and to get my clients better results. And then over the years, I've transitioned to a lot of different gyms. I worked in um, corporate fitness. I worked for the city of Virginia Beach, just kind of all over the place before starting my own business. And just little by little have incorporated more bits and pieces to it so that now, like I said, I have that more, you know, well-rounded approach to weight loss. That's great. So what have you found is your biggest challenge as a business owner and as someone, you know, trying to navigate? I, I mean, you might not think this, but I feel like it's a little bit of a crowded space, um, the online like, nutrition and coaching kind of world. So how do you kind of navigate that and what kind of challenges have you come up against? It is. And that's something that it still kind of frustrates me from time to time, much less so than it used to. Um, I've worked with a lot of business coaches and I guess what it boils down to is just kind of staying in your own lane. And mm -hmm. yeah, there are a ton of people out there doing similar things, either, you know, as well or better or less well. And I just can't worry about that. I, all I can worry about is about what I do, the, you know, the product that I put out, the success that I have with my clients and trust that if I build something genuine, that will speak for itself. 
I actually yesterday had a new client application and one of the questions I ask is, you know, what made you apply? And she said that you seem really real and genuine. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's about the best compliment that I could get. That's, you know, I strive to, you know, put my out put myself out there in that way. And the fact that, you know, even one person, you know, got that, you know, picked up what I was putting down is awesome. And I just can't worry about what other people are doing because it's, it's no good. I mean, it's going to, it's not going to make me feel better. Um, yeah. I'm either going to compare myself to people who were further ahead and feel like I'm, you know, a failure or I'm never going to get to where I want to be, or I can compare myself to, you know, people who maybe I think I'm better qualified than, um, but appear to be more, you know, there's just, there's so many, ways that you can start picking things apart when you start comparing. So yeah, it's crowded, but I mean, the, st the state of the world is that we also have a lot of people with weight issues. So, yeah. you know, there's plenty of clients to go around and all I can do is hope that I put myself out there in such a way that it attracts the type of client who I want to work with and who wants to work with me. And, you know, beyond that, I wish everybody else, you know, equal success. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, it's taken me a while to figure out that, like, yeah, there's a lot of people doing what I'm doing, but they're the best clients I've had uniquely pick me because, like you said, they like I'm, that I'm real. They like that I'm genuine. They gravitate towards me because they just like my energy. And that's why I think there's enough people to go around from all of all the thousands and thousands and thousands of coaches and consultants and service providers there's enough for everybody exactly and you know you might think you know at the surface yeah okay i'm in the same you know general genre as all these other people but you know even if you're doing the same thing even if the you know end result is the same you're still doing it in your own unique way and yeah. and i think that's a, a good business realization to come to is like don't try to emulate the people that are further ahead than you or more successful than you because, you know, most of the time what made them successful was that they were themselves. So when you try to, you know, to be like somebody else, it just falls flat. You know, it's kind of transparent that like, oh, this person's trying really hard. Like just embrace who you are. If you're weird, fine. You know, if you're, if you're into weird hobbies, whatever, like just, just be who you are and try to, Something I think about a lot, especially with social media, is I think a lot of people have like social media personas where oh, yeah. if you meet them in real life, you'd be like, oh, weird. This is like not the vibe I got from you at all. And that's something that I try really hard to just be myself. That like if my closest friends were seeing this, would they be like, ooh, Esther's like trying really hard and it's like <laughs> uncomfortable, you know? Or would they be like, yep, that's her. Um, and I just want, you know, I am who I am. We all are. So mm -hmm. I'd rather have people say like, yeah, she seems, she seems like a genuine person. I don't care for her, but you know, but she seems genuine than to be like, yeah, I love her and have it be like this front that I'm putting on. Yeah. I think that's a big problem in social media and, and in the online business world is all these coaches and gurus have told us to like, carefully craft our presence online to be this certain person mm -hmm. and then it just comes off really fake and really braggy and just that's the whole 
the thing that I'm trying to address in this podcast is just people, like just women especially, being real and being themselves and talking honestly about what it's actually like and who they really are. Because in the end, that that is what you want to represent in your business. Right. And I feel like especially, you know, if you're working closely with people, if you're working one-on-one, the last thing you want is then to like have them have bought into like this fake persona that you have that now you have to maintain. Like when I'm on a coaching call with a client, I want to be able to be myself. I want to be able to be sarcastic. I want to, you know, I want to have it be natural and I don't want the client to be like shocked and appalled Mm -hmm. at, you know, how I'm behaving. Like I want them to have known from the get go, like this is how she is. And that's what I like. And that's why we develop a good relationship than to feel like I'm constantly like, you know, on, you know, minding my P's and Q's to make sure that I don't, you know, say anything that might be perceived as, you know, off brand or something. Like if you, if you make your brand who you are, then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So what keeps you motivated in your business? Um, so like everybody, uh, <laughs> the motivation comes and goes for sure. And this yeah. ties so well back to health and fitness because that's one of the biggest things is clients are always saying, or, you know, prospective clients, how do I get more motivated? How do I stay motivated? And so I spend a lot of time preaching that it's not about motivation. It's about habits and routines and having a plan. So that's what I've tried to transfer over into my business is like, there are like probably months on end that like, I just don't want to, I would Mm -hmm. rather like sit and stare at the wall than do anything business related. Um, But that's not how your business grows. That's not how you're successful. So I work on instilling the habits in myself that make me get the job done even when I don't want to. And the thing that I've been the most successful with this summer, the past like three, four months has been kind of putting into practice something that I, again, preach with clients all the time is like setting smaller goals than you think Mm, you should set over and over again. Clients will come to me and say, you know, okay, starting Monday, I'm waking up early. I'm going to the gym every single day that, you know, it's going to be like this drastic overhaul. And I always ask, how confident are you that you can do that? (laughs) Is it really realistic or is that like an ideal week? Is that like best case scenario this can happen? So I'm always encouraging clients to scale back, you know, what they're striving for. So I started implementing that with myself and I'm looking at it right now. I I wrote myself and I printed off a daily and a weekly task chart Mm -hmm. and I put on it all the things that I want to get done either every single day or, you know, this has to happen three times a week. This has to happen, you know, every weekday, that kind of thing. Um, And on it, something that I had been struggling with was content creation that I constantly felt like I was needing to brainstorm and like I never had any ideas and, and it was just like kind of fly by the seat of my pants. So I was like, you know what? My goal is going to be Monday through Friday. All I do is spend one hour creating content. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, doing a podcast, writing a blog, creating infographics, um, just something that is creating, you know, something for me to put out into the world. Yeah. It was like an hour. It seems like nothing, but given my, my history, when I tell myself I need to work for, you know, a full work day, I don't. And then I feel like a failure. So how about if I just start with this one hour and I tell myself that if that's the only work related thing I get done, then my day was still a success. Mm -hmm. And 
I can't even tell you how much it has transformed everything that I do. Like probably the first week or so, I like set a timer and was like, okay, 60 minutes done. And you know, I'm, I'm done. And now a few months later, I don't even have to look at the clock. It's just part of what I do is I sit down, I get it done early in the day so that I feel accomplished. And it's just had this snowball effect, just like it does in, you know, in the gym or in your healthy eating is like, once you tackle that one thing, you feel so good about it that now you want to tackle the next thing. And that seems less daunting because you already have this win under your belt. And it just, it just gets bigger and, you know, better from there. And now I am, you know, pretty much sitting down and working a full work day every single day and I'm not having to force myself to do it. So it's not necessarily the motivation, but more so that I've built the routine and I figured out like what works for me, what motivates me is checking that little box at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's, that's what works. That's what keeps me going. Yeah, never underestimate that <laughs> childish need to like get a gold star and be like, good job, I checked that off. Like, I'm all about that too. I, I love crossing things off to-do lists, getting that like hit of success for actually getting something done. And I'm all about the time blocking too. It's amazing what time blocking and timers will do for your productivity and for your motivation. It really is. Like you think you have this small chunk of time. That, and, and again, everything that, you know, I think of business related comes back to exercise as well. But, you know, you think, what can I get done in an hour? What can I get done in 30 minutes, 20 minutes? But when it's focused time, you can get done so much more than you think. And, you know, that's just like carving out 20 minutes to exercise um, that when you, when you sit down and focus and do nothing but that thing, mm -hmm. it blows my mind. Like something that, you know, if I didn't have that structured time, I could make take all day. Mm -hmm. Now suddenly is taking a fraction of the time just because I've given myself like those self-imposed constraints. Yeah. So beyond your time blocking and timers and all that, do you have any type of morning routine that gets you motivated for the day? I do. And that, that has come with my task chart as well. Um, I've, I've, my whole life, I've been somebody who likes routine, mm -hmm. even when, you know, obviously my routines now look nothing like they did 10 years ago, but I like kind of knowing what to expect. I like going into autopilot and not having to think like, okay, now what do I do? Um, so right now I have a really nice morning routine and I start off, I have been waking up very early without a, uh, an alarm, which has been nice. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's mostly due to pregnancy insomnia. So Okay, um, <laughs> well, that's, that's great, but you know. Yeah, it's got, I'm trying to look at the silver lining. Um, but so I wake up, I do a 10-minute meditation. I use the Headspace app and um, just do what, do what Andy tells me. <laughs> um, and then I make a small breakfast and I do, I read some research before I go to the gym. That was another thing that I had been telling myself for a long time. I want to stay more abreast of recent research in exercise and nutrition and I just never would do it. So I put that on my list is every day I read, you know, one article from this research review and I do that while I eat breakfast and then I go to the gym. I have certain stretches that in addition to my strength training, um, some stretches that I've been doing kind of 
hip related core exercises um, for pregnancy. I go for a walk and I listen to a podcast and then I come home and pretty much all of my like non-work things are done. And then it's basically just a matter of prioritizing my work stuff. Um, and then I kind of figure if you have a really structured and productive morning, then you buy yourself some flexibility and some freedom in the afternoon. So recently I've been getting very tired um, as I come to the end of this pregnancy. So I'm like, you know what, by two o'clock, if I've gotten all my stuff done, I don't have to feel bad about laying down and reading a chapter in my book or something because yeah. I, I put in my time. Um, so I really like my morning routine for that reason is you just start off with a bunch of wins and then, you know, however the day may, you know, either get better or deteriorate as it goes on, like at least you got that stuff done. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I am. I, I tend to get less focused in the afternoon. So getting all the major tedious, busy work kind of tasks done in the morning is key. I always yeah. recommend that to people. I'm like, all right, just, just get yourself organized and just do it. Yeah, it really does feel good. And I know there's a lot of people that, you know, don't feel like they're morning people, but you know, you can train yourself over time and, and it really does feel good. It can just like change the whole course of your day. Now, even on weekends, I follow that structure pretty closely, like just because it feels good. And I like mm -hmm. hitting, you know, Saturday afternoon and being like, huh, you know what? I can do whatever I want because all, you know, all my chores, all my, all my obligations are done. Do you find yourself, I don't know if you're this way, but that's how I am, is I have trouble not, I have trouble just relaxing. I like to get, be productive and get stuff done. That's the biggest problem. I'll get all this stuff done and then I'll sit down and go, huh, what do I do now? <laughs> There's definitely that. I actually, like last weekend, I like stressed about, you know, one of the things I do once a week is like the, the light cleaning, mm -hmm. um, you know, the dusting, the vacuuming, stuff like that. And I woke up super early on Saturday morning. So I got all my stuff done probably before like 10 a.m. And then I was like, man, it's going to feel so good when you've checked all your boxes and you have nothing left to worry about. And then once I did, I was like, well, now what? Mm -hmm. Like now I have all this time. Like what am I going to do with it? And I like, I'd like to feel productive, but all my productive things are done. Um, like what do I even do with myself? So I totally get that. Yeah. So is this your first baby that you're getting ready to have? It is, yes. So how do you feel like your business is going to change with a baby? Uh, I wish I had any idea. Um, it, for for the last couple of years, it's kind of been in the back of my head of like, okay, you better establish yourself. You better get the, you better lay the groundwork because if you decide to have kids, that's going to change everything. And then this wasn't a surprise, but it happened a lot faster than I was expecting. Um, so, you know, business wise, I'm not necessarily where I want to be to to kind of have it like on autopilot and cruise control where I can just like lay back and, and hang out with this baby all the time. Um, but I have noticed that it's motivated me a lot to at the very least get all my ducks in a row for the, the couple months after he's born that I'm due in a little less than a month. Oh, wow. And I wanted to have, you know, kind of all my content created, scheduled, ready to go like through October Mm -hmm. by the time he's born so that, you know, obviously when you're, when you own your own business, you don't really get maternity leave, but yep. I want to feel like I don't have, I don't have to be doing 
much. You know, I'll still have my weekly calls with clients. I'll still have, you know, my interactions with them. But for the most part, I wanted to at least set myself up for a little bit of a break when that happens. And then I'm just, you know, trying to remind myself that, yes, this is going to be majorly life-changing for me, but I'm not the first person to have a kid. I'm not the first, you know, solo entrepreneur to have a kid. Um, Lots of people do it and make it work. So it's just going to be a matter of trying to be kind to myself in the transition and not like expect, you know, to have it all figured out right away. Um, But, you know, beyond that, just just figuring it out that, you know, if other people can do it, I can too. And it you know, seems like it'll force me to be better with time management and time blocking. Um, yeah. That, you know, if a nap is 30 minutes, then that's how long I have to get this done. It needs to get done. So I'm trying to remain optimistic that it will not totally <laughs> throw me entirely off my game. Um, but uh, TBD. Yeah, so I'll have to have you back to talk about. <laughs> Wait, I'm not going to commit to that. I'm going to say a maybe on that. If it uh, yeah. if it's a major flop and I, <laughs> I can't do it, then I'm going to decline. But if well, I'm no. a success, I'll be here. Well, I have a great idea that for an episode to get because I've had a lot of other moms on the show too, and a lot of first time moms. I think it would be really interesting to have a bunch of you on here talking about your experiences, both the good and the bad, if it flops or not. Just because I think, like we were saying, of the per- social media perception, there's this perception that mom the quote-unquote mompreneurs like they can do it all they can juggle three kids make dinner you know run a business take care of the house like they can do it all and that's such a hurtful perception because that sounds exhausting (laughs) right yeah no that's that's a perfect example of like the social media highlight reel I was yeah. like, oh, you know, I, I got up and I showered and did my makeup and got the, you know, made the kids an organic breakfast and, and, yeah. you know, what you don't see is, well, that picture was from six weeks ago and I haven't washed my hair since and I cried before lunch and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I think being real about what, what life is actually like is important. Yeah, I had a friend that actually wrote a blog post about that. She was, because she was all about like the beautiful Pinterest crafts and the organic lunches and just the beautiful families on Instagram. And she was like, here's the real life. She was like, my kids are crazy. I locked myself in the bathroom to cry for about 30 minutes. (laughs) She was like, life is not perfect. And I just loved that because it was so genuine and so real and so relatable to every woman I know, uh, nobody has the Pinterest Instagram perfect life. And if they do, it's probably a lie. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If you remind me, if anybody that I know well listens to this, they're going to laugh that I am bringing it up, but it reminds me of the baking show on Netflix, Nailed It. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh yeah, I love that show. (laughs) That's like, that's just such a perfect example of like, you watch the professional baking shows and you're like, man, they make it look so easy and everything's so perfect. And then you take like the regular and you're like, yeah, that's more like it. Yeah, where it just looks like someone threw up a cake and they're like, cool, nailed it. That's awesome. Well, this has been such a fun conversation, Esther. And like I said, maybe in a few months, I will have a bunch of moms on and we can all talk about the real life, non-Instagram perfect business mom situation. (laughs) I would love that. That sounds awesome. 
Um, so where can people find you if they want to work with you or learn more about your business? My website is estheravant.com, E-S-T-H-E-R-A-V-A-N-T. You cool. can also find me on uh, Facebook, Esther Avant Wellness Coaching, and I'm on Instagram at esther.avant. Awesome. Well, this has been super fun, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you again, Esther. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Enjoy, guys. Bye. Social.com.